Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Yes, sis is back with another word, okay? So family, we're going going places in this word, okay? We're going places. And what I want to talk to y'all about is um, believing. Believing that God loves you. Believing that you belong to him. Believing that you are his. You have to know God loves you and that you are his child and that you were brought for a cause to access the power of God. It's the power of God, right? And I love how um, John would say um, the disciple that Jesus loved, like talking about himself because he knew it. He knew that Jesus loved him. And it's very important because perfect love casts out all fear, family. Perfect love casts out all fear. You will not be afraid to make a mistake. You will not be afraid of your failures. You will not be afraid of your past. You will not be afraid of the future. You will not be afraid of the present when you know that God loves you, right? And um, it's just some notes that I had took today. And I'm going to just read to you where the Spirit leads me to read to you because um, it's it's, it's time for it. It's time for it. The, The Lord, the one thing the Lord was talking to me a lot about last night was rest. The Lord wants us, his children, to rest. But a lot of us lack in the believing area. We, we 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 have this lack of knowledge and we are perishing because we don't know what God means by rest, right? And I have been doing listening to a lot of um people I like to I enjoy listening to. And um I've been watching stuff and just sitting with the Lord. And we have to get back to that childlike state of not leaning on to our own understandings we have to lean on god's understandings his way of doing things his way of movement we have to get in alignment with him you know you ever watch when the wind blows just how the trees they just go with the wind you don't see the trees fighting up against the wind but they just go with the flow because they are in their purpose they're just flowing with the wind as it is blown and God wants us to be in unison with him he wants us to just flow with him just to go with him you know one thing the Lord was talking to me about I was reading Amos 7 and the Lord was talking to me about how he's setting a standard for his people and he's judging people by the standard and some people will be humble and some people will um literally perish like die because god is setting a standard was well, already been set but now he he he's not holding back on the wrath part of his standard he's not holding back anymore and um i'm gonna read to you what the lord had said to me in my prayer time he said that there is a standard that the lord is bringing i am looking for fruits what have my people been eating The Lord is humbling the proud, but he is giving grace to the humble. You have to humble yourself, meaning trust in God. 
and not your own understanding. Confess your sins and be forgiven. When you are in disobedience, you will have no rest. But in trusting God, you shall receive rest. The Lord will will fight your battles. You are to rest, hold your peace, and keep the faith. You have to believe God and trust Him. You cannot lean on your own understanding or the people around you understanding. Not even the ones who you believe to be qualified. Only the Lord is truly qualified. Amen? Receive this in the name of Jesus. So at first I wrote that down. And I said, okay, God. Because <laughs> it blessed me. Okay, it blessed me. And um, a lot of times, you know, when the Lord is given instruction, we don't know how to do it. We'll take it humanly and be like, Lord, what you want me to go lay down? What you want me to go take a nap? Like, what is resting? What is truly resting in him? And um, he, I was reading Hebrews 4 last night. But first, I'm going to read you what else I have wrote down in my prayer time. And um, this is what the Lord said. How do you rest and allow the Lord to fight? It is by standing in the word of God. You cannot win this battle on your own. Remember what I taught you about plundering the strong man's house. You need an even stronger man. And I am he. Believe I want you to have blessings. Believe that God wants you to have these blessings. But what the Lord wants, he wants the blessing not to have us. But us have the blessing, right? Um, everything was created for you says the Lord I just have taken you the long way so you can know me don't despise your wilderness but rejoice you get to see me says the Lord whenever you feel like you are slipping come back to me you ever had a moment where you feel like you're drowning you feel like you you really you truly feel like you're slipping but the Lord is saying, come back to me in that time. Come back to where we first were. Come back to that space. Come back to your prayer life. Come back to the secret place. That is what the Lord is speaking. And that's what he is calling of his people. And I'm going to take you to Hebrews 4 first. Um, Hebrews 4. Hold up. Chapter 4. And it says, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said... In my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Even though this rest has been ready since he made the world, we know it is ready because of the place in the scripture where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in other passages, God said they will never enter my place of rest. Oh, that just blessed me. Oh, that just blessed me. I pray it bless you. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. 
So God set another time for entering his rest. And that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. So since then, so since then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, lets us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Oh, Jesus. You know what um, I was thinking about today? How... Jesus is the word of God, but he's fully in the flesh. Like he's flesh and he's fully the word of God. He's both. He's human and he's he's God at the same time. But he's the word of God. You feel me? He is the word of God that was made human. And God is calling us to um get more into his word, feed more of our spirit, eat his word, right? And as you eat the word, the spirit can give more birth to you. You feel me? The, the spirit wants to give birth to you. Yes, we were birthed through our mother's earthly body. But now it's time to be born of the spirit, you know? You get what I'm saying? Now it's time to be born of the spirit. You have to get in the word of God to be born of the spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? Because all who truly worship God worship him in spirit and in truth. So that means you gotta give you gotta you gotta become more spirit than you are flesh. Right? Jesus, the Son of God, lets us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of them, all the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find rest to help to help us when we need it the most. Mm, 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 mm. You got to tap into the within, y'all. Y'all know it says all can take you back to the within because this is within. This is within her beauty. You feel me? So I always got to take you back to the within. It's time to tap into that. Tap into that. The rest has been created, right? Everybody always focusing on the Sabbath day, right? But the Lord is saying, I'm giving out rest, period. I'm giving out rest, period. I want you to come where I'm at. You get what I'm saying? He wants you to be where he is. He wants you to rest. You get what I'm saying? Hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. So, um, let's go back to Hebrews 3, verse 16. 
Who was it who rebelled against God, even though they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose course laid in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. Hallelujah. You got to believe. Believe in who Jesus said he is. Believe that this rest was created for you. Believe that rest was created for you. Do you get what I'm saying? He wants to share this rest with you. God doesn't want to see you scratching a living. God doesn't want to see you robbing Peter to pay Paul. God don't want to see you walking around looking looking like you've been through, you just in hell, like you just been to hell and you haven't been back yet. He don't want you walking around looking like that. But he wants you to enter his rest. He wants to bring you where he is at. But you got to be ready. You see now where the scripture makes sense? Where Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when it's ready, I'm going to come and get you. Because you got to be ready. It's a two-way thing. You got to be ready. He's prepared it. It's finished. But are you ready to enter? Will you give God that yes and amen? Because remember, love is, love, love's not going to demand its own way. And if you don't want to follow Jesus into this rest, he's not going to demand that of you. He would love to shower you with his mercy, with his grace, with his unfailing love. But you got to receive that. You got to believe that it's for you. You know? Give your sis one second because I want to make sure I'm about to take you to the right um, verse. Hold on. No, that's not it. Let's go to Matthew 11. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. The Lord is saying, all of you, all of you that are listening to this, come to me. All of you who are weary, come to me. All of you who carry heavy burdens, come to me. And I will give you rest says the Lord. He says, and I will give you rest. I have created this rest for you to enter. You know? He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will will find rest for your souls. He says, take my yoke upon you. Can I tell you one thing about the yoke? of Jesus the anointing breaks the the, the uh 
the the anointing breaks the yoke of the enemy. It it knocks changes off of you. It takes you out of bondage. It carries your weakness. It softens your heart. Those are just some of the characteristics. If you would take Jesus' yoke upon you, if you take his yoke upon you, it will break the bondage. It will break curses. But you got to want it. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. See, every time I read that, I always think, because, you know, we think of something light, like like you pick up something and you're like, oh, this light. But when I read that, I look at it like the light. He shows us the truth. He lets us see. He gives us ears to hear. That's the kind of light I take it as. But you got to want it for yourself. You got to want this for yourself. Now, I'm going to take you to Amos 7. Amos 7. The sovereign Lord showed me a vision. I saw him preparing to send a vast swarm of locusts over the land. This was after the king's share had been harvested from the fields and as the main crop was coming up. In my vision, the locusts ate every green plant in sight. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, please forgive us for we will, or we will not survive for it. For Israel is so small. So the Lord relented from this plan. I will not do it, he said. Then the sovereign Lord showed me another vision. I saw him preparing to punish his people with a great fire. The fire had burned up the depths of the sea and was devouring the entire land. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, please stop or we will not survive for Israel is so small. Then the Lord relented from this plan too. I will not do that either, said the the sovereign Lord. Then he showed me another vision. I saw the Lord standing beside a wall that had been built using a plumb line. He was using a plumb line to see if it was still straight. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I answered, a plumb line. And the Lord replied, I will test my people with this plumb line. I will no longer ignore all their sins. The pagan shrines of your ancestors will be ruined and the temples of Israel will be destroyed. I will bring the the dynasty of King Jehovah to a sudden end. Let me let me tell you something. That right there, because, you know, I had to I had to pray with the Lord and he had to reveal things to me. And the Lord is saying, because I'm setting, it's a standard that has been set. And for so long, I have been given out grace. I've been, my, my grace has been, I've been given out my, my rich grace. But my people won't come to me. They keep turning their backs to me. I've been telling them, let me forgive you of your sins. Let me wash you of your sins. And my people have turned from me. So now, 
I'm going to judge my people by my word. I'm going to do everything that I have spoken of. For all who will not turn to me, they will feel and see my wrath. And if you, um, verse 16, now to listen to this message from the Lord, you say, don't prophesy against Israel. Stop preaching against my people. But this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in this city and your son and daughters will be killed. Your land will be divided up and you yourself will die in a foreign land. And the people of Israel will come will certainly become captives in exile from their homeland. Let's go to Amos um, 8. Then the sovereign Lord showed me another vision. In it, I saw a basket filled with ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos? He asked. I replied, a basket full of ripe fruit. Then the Lord said, like this fruit, Israel is ripe for punishment. I will not delay their punishment again. In that day, the singing in the temple will turn to wailing. Dead bodies will be scattered everywhere. They will be carried out of the city in silence. I, the sovereign Lord, I, the sovereign Lord has spoken. Listen to this. You who rob the poor and trample down the needy. You can't wait for the Sabbath day to be over and the religious festivals to end so you can get back to cheating the helpless. You measure out grain with dishonest measures and cheat the buyer with dishonest scales. And you mix the grain you sell with chaps swept from the floor. Then you enslave poor people for one piece of silver or a pair of sandals. Now the Lord has sworn this oath by his own name, the pride of Israel. I will never forget the wicked things you have done. The earth will tremble for your deeds and everyone will mourn. The ground will rise like the Nile at flood time. It will have it will heave up, then sink again. In that day, says the sovereign Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth while it is still day. I will turn your celebration into times of mourning and your singing into weeping. You will wear funeral clothes and shave your heads to show your sorrow as if your only son had died. How very bitter that day will be. The time is surely coming, says the sovereign Lord, where I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from border to border, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. Beautiful girls and strong young men will grow faint in that day, thirsting for the Lord's word. And those who swear by the shameful idols of Samaria, who take oaths in the name of the God of Dan and make vows in the name of the God of Beersheba, they will fall, will all fall down, never to rise again. The Lord is, he's not playing about his word, family, you know? Yes, it's always, y'all know she re- repent, repent, repent. Turn from your sins and confess your sins and give them to Jesus and ask him to wash you clean of the blood while it is still time. The Lord is offering rest right now if you will receive it. But if you don't, you shall see the wrath of God. I want to take you to um, Psalms 50 real quick. The Lord, the mighty one is God, and he has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets. From Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines in glorious radiance. 
Our God approaches and he is not silent. Fire devours everything in his way and a great storm rages around him. He calls on the heavens above and the and earth below to witness the judgment of his people. Bring my faithful people to me, those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices. Then let the heavens proclaim his justice for God himself will be the judge. Oh, my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or burnt offerings you constantly offer, but I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens, for all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the most high. You hear what he said? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God. And keep the vows you made to the most high. Then call on me when you are in trouble. And I will rescue you. And you will give me glory. But God says to the wicked. Why bother reciting my decrees. And pretending to obey my covenant. For you refuse my dis- my discipline and you treat my words like trash when you see thieves you approve of them and you spend your time with adulterers your mouth is filled with wickedness and your tongue is full of lies you sit around and slander your brother your own mother's son while you did all of this I remained silent and you thought I didn't care but now I will rebuke you list listing all my charges against you Repent all of you who forget who who forget me, who forgot me. Hold on, repent all of you who forget me, or I will tear you apart and no one will help you. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal I will reveal to you the salvation of God. When I was sitting in my prayer time, right, I was just praying to God. We was talking, and I was just like, Lord, I am so sinful. If I'm a prayer, I can break a sin before we even finish this conversation, Lord. And I said, I just I just want to thank you because you're good. You, you, I, you, you love me despite all my imperfections, despite all my flaws, right? And you know what, you know what the Lord is bringing to me? I just want you to acknowledge my goodness. I want you to acknowledge that. That's what I want to see. I want to hear your praises. Your praises about me flow from your mouth. I want you to tell the nations of my unfailing love. I want you to lead my people into freedom. That's what I want. I want mercy. You know, I don't want I don't want your sacrifice. I don't want you going around telling people, "Oh, I fasted this long and I stopped this 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 and that." I know I want you to go tell my people the good news. 
Have joy in your heart. Be grateful. That's what the Lord wants. That's what he wants. If you will just give God your life, he will transform it. If you will just give your life to the Lord. If you will repent for your sins. Turn away from your evil ways. And and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Confess that he is God's one and only son. Confess that God sent him down here in a real body to die for our sins. And you will be saved. If you say, Lord, I give you my heart. Give me a new one. Transform me, Jesus. He will do it. Family, I could give you a to-do list. I could sit here. I could point out every sin that you got. But what will really help. Is if you trusted Jesus. If you believed in Jesus. Yes, I'm always coming to give you a word. But this word is always going to point you back to Jesus. Because he is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. That's why. Nobody can come to the Father except through Jesus. So I got to point you that way because that's the only way that's going to get you to where you need to go. The only way you can receive this rest is by receiving Jesus in your heart. By believing in the word of God, by staying in scripture, by every time you feel weary, every time that you feel... um. Every time you feel weary, every time you feel burdened, every time you feel sorrows, that you run to your Bible and you begin to open up the pages and, and get and receiving the word of God, eating it versus going to alcohol, going to drugs, calling friends, calling family, eating, whatever you do to try to use as a crutch. If you will drop those things and come to God. He will remove your sorrow. He will remove that burden. He will give you rest. Jesus is a man of his word. Let me tell you something. I can testify that there is no rest for the wicked. Because let me tell you what is wicked. The wickedness is your disobedience. It's the disobedience. It's when God tells you to do something and you don't do it. That's how you 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 don't have rest. It's just a disobedience. You know, some people. And we can can I can I talk real quick? Can I talk real quick? I had went. Cause I'm talking about me. I had went through a very depressed. I'm talking about I ain't want to clean my house. I ain't want to clean myself. I ain't want to do nothing. I just wanted to stay, lay in my bed and just woe is me. That's what I wanted. Because that was what my flesh wanted. But when I let Jesus come in and do a good work within me. And I listened to what he said. And I, I 
actually put to work what the scripture said. I actually started doing what the scripture said. I started to see breakthroughs. I started to see healings. I started to see sudden releases. I started seeing chains being knocked off. I started seeing bondages being knocked off. You feel me? When I started listening to what he said. When I started really thinking how important I am to God. That I have all my all my hairs is numbered. Once I really thought about that scripture, it made me want to go take care of my hair. When when I didn't feel like brushing my teeth, I had to remember. But these are the teeth God has given me. When I didn't feel like getting out the bed and getting in a shower, I had to remember I am the temple of God. When I didn't feel like doing laundry, I said, "But God has given me these clothes." You know? Now, now, family, I'm not saying these things to beat you up. I'm saying these things to grow you. Because it's a process. Listen, yes, sir, sometimes I still be having laundry sitting there. I'm like, I know I need to get to that. I know I got to <laughs> I know I gotta fold it. See, I don't got a problem washing it. I got a problem folding it. That's my problem because I testify. But we being set free in the name of Jesus. But what I'm saying is, I say that to you because it's a process and God will meet you where you at. But when you start looking at these things differently, it'll start activating things in your life. It will start bringing life into situations. You know? That conviction to sit there like, I gotta go fold them clothes up. <laughs> when you start thinking, my God is the God who gave me those clothes. When you start saying, my God is the God who gave me this house. He gave the person the idea to build this home for me. To lay this foundation. It was God who was thinking of me. Who had a plan for me. So you begin to walk different. You begin to talk different. You begin to cherish the things of God differently. So family, because you know your sister's. I don't, I, we, we, we wrapping things up. But can I pray for you for a second? Let's just get in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming to you, Lord. And I'm praying for this person listening, Father. I pray that you give them breakthroughs, Lord. I pray that you just give them wisdom, Father. I pray that they get understanding, Lord. I pray that they will receive you as their savior lord i pray that they will receive your rest father that you have created before we were even born father before we were even conceived in our mother's womb father you have already had rest waiting for us lord and i pray that each and every one of us receives this rest father that you are putting upon your children that you are standing at the door handing out to your children i pray we all receive this rest father i pray for even your children that won't cross this word lord i pray that they shall receive your rest father in the name of jesus Lord, I just want to thank you for being good i thank you for being the i am that is i am father i just thank you lord I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. I give you all the praise. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Oh, family. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes when I pray, I'm telling you, I close my eyes. And Jesus, I just feel like Jesus is right here. Oh, it is so good. I just be feeling like he right there. And low-key, I be like, who am I still down here? (laughs) 
<laughs> or am I up the yonder to be with my Lord? Because I'd be like, who? Because he just be right there. I feel like he is literally right here in the midst. Mm, 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 mm. So I just pray for that for y'all. And I pray that y'all receive that in the name of Jesus. And I love y'all family so, 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 so much. Let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.